we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, three months, and six days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm fine. Tired of finding dead ends and baloney. I've got both stuff. for you today. I've got dead ends and baloney for you today, uh, but that's your surprise. I'm not going to not going to let the cat oh, out of the bag. Two surprises. Just... No, I only have one. No, oh, I only okay. have one because they're one in the same. So, oh, okay. yeah, there is that. Bruce, how are you? I'm today? looking forward to that. Yeah, I um, hope so. I'm healthy and alive. Good, good, good. All right. What do we have? As if the uh, the phone call that you and I had uh, about an hour and a half ago was uh, was any indication. Uh, I'm well, you rang that... me and I was just hitting another I did, dead end. I, I did because what well, was I the dead end? No, you weren't the dead end. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I I rang you because I told you I was running behind. That's all. Oh no 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 no. That didn't really matter. I was because last last week I said I'm gonna look into this climate agenda stuff and whatever else and to see if there's any scientific grounding because just to see what they've built their platform on and there's no science under it at all there is no science under it at all and as much as anything else the only thing that i've managed to find out is the industry that's built upon the carbon capture crap that they've been pushing and that's quite an industry that's built up um, very, very quickly. It is. It's a whole lot of subsidies is what it is. Yeah, well, basically, I mean, um, yeah. and oh, man, you want to see that uh, there are a hell of a lot of countries. I mean, 56 countries at least, and I think nearly 300 companies I found that have established some form of carbon capture rubbish and they, they literally say we capture it we utilize it yeah and we also uh it's it's reuse it's like remember we were talking about their um them using the carbon to repump into the old wells to get out stuff like that but the thing is it's all well and good but these new industries create their own carbon footprint and it's uh, so it becomes the hypocrisy of it all and on top of that, you've got, and this is why, fundamentally underneath it all, you've had the so-called energy crisis, because they needed to get justified funding from somewhere. So basically, they used your taxpayers' money, and then they did what? Oh, 
sorry, we've got an energy crisis, so your bills are going to have to go up. So the energy companies then got a double whammy that way. And then the triple whammy come when your government said, we'll help you out with a bit of that. So they used your tax money again. So you're paying three times to create an industry or industries for all these different different idealists, different elitists that have sit there and the CEOs that have just gone, wow, yeah, we've done this again, dumb bastards. We got that lot, haven't we? Yeah. Who do you know in that government? Who do you know here? Who do you know there? Well, yeah, don't worry about them. They'll come and sort something out. And we've paid for it all. And your money then goes into... Well, even even if you've got shares in this company, you've actually, I mean, you've paid out more than what you've got back. So even if you're a shareholder, you've been screwed royally. You've actually gambled against yourself. And the people that make the money out of this, and this is where it'd just be great if people just totally shedded the shares out of everything. Because it's the people at certain levels within companies that get bonuses. They get the bonuses. They decide in their board meetings how much they're going to give themselves, how much they're entitled to, because they've brought all this money in. They've created this thing, and they'll tell you it's for the shareholders, and we've got to keep going, whatever. No, it's not. You're just another tool, yeah? And I'm sorry. Every, they treat everybody like a tool, as we call it in this country. All right? Idiot. That's I-J-I-T. Idiot. All right? Idiot. Never heard that one. Okay. It must, must be, must be the fact that I don't speak idiot, English. You might as well yeah. spell it in an idiotic way. Yeah. I, I but, guess I don't speak English. But, so. but the thing is, it's just ridiculous. It's so open. Um, you look at the format and they, they actually tell you what they're using it for. They're going to put it into concrete. I mean, that in itself is a horrible industry for what it creates. We need it, the concrete and everything like that, but we don't need these bigger industries that are just those industries are a mirror image of what the vaccine is yes the vaccine yes didn't do anything yeah it was designed to do nothing but cripple the population let's take a look and at that's one all of these those industries are doing yeah let's let's take a look at one of these industries this was posted earlier in the week okay this is an electric car right because this is part of of that agenda right marty made the point yesterday that he makes it a point to roll his window down and spit at every Tesla that he sees on the road. So um, that's what he does. Why? I, I don't know because he, he thinks that that's shouldn't Has he got corrosive just, spit? I suppose. I'm not sure. But this is a comparison. I'm going to put this up for you. This is a comparison of electric vehicles to gas vehicles in the amount of mineral use, as in rare earth minerals. So I'm going to go down each one of these minerals just for the benefit of the listener. Uh, Ned, the Green is what the electric vehicles use, and the black circles are what the petrol power cars use. So we've got, for an electric car, we've got 66.3 kilograms of graphite, 53.2 mm-hmm. kilograms of copper, 39.9 kilograms of nickel, 24.5 kilograms of manganese, 13.3 kilograms of cobalt, 8.9 kilograms of lithium, half a kilogram of rare earth minerals, uh, 0.1 kilograms of zinc, and 0.3 kilograms of just other miscellaneous things. That in comparison to a petrol power car, this is what they have. 23.3 kilograms of copper, 11.2 kilograms of manganese, 0.1 kilogram of zinc, and 0.3 kilogram of other materials. That's it. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's a definite lack of misery as well. 
when you got a gas car and, with all the misery that think, comes out from everywhere else. Yeah, that's true. And and think about that. That's just the car. Okay, that's the finished product. Think about all of the the industry mining, that you're using. Exactly, thing that everything. Through, the refining yeah. pro, the mining process, the refining process, the transportation, everything else involved in that, just to get those materials for that. And vehicle. then all they do is they say. Nothing comes out the back. It's a really good thing. Oh, yeah. It's emission-free. It's green. No, but it, it's got a troll's carbon footprint compared to yeah. Yeah. anything else. It is just ridiculous. Yeah, no, we've known this for ages. You see, the obvious point of everything is, right, with common sense, no matter what you do, when you go from one point to another, it's a transition, and you have to have a transition period and a transition plan. You do it logically, if we're going to go from gas to electric, it's going to take time. The quicker you do it, the more destruction you are going to cause. Yeah. Well, it's a forced. It's a forced change. It's not an innovation. It's not. A, it's not yeah. a, an innovation. Yeah, it's but the thing is, the thing is, the the multiples of damage you cause, you will never get over. We've got to do it in X amount of time, otherwise our world's going to go pop. Yeah. yeah what yeah. a load of bollocks! You're accelerating all that crap. Yes, but that's you that's my point. Accelerating is, this is... In, a, in a magnitude like the biosphere will always adjust, and I'm definitely going to get around this climate thing, and so people really get to understand it. The biosphere adjusts. At the moment, the northern hemisphere is cool. It's a bit cooler, basically, because yes, there has been a quite a lot of fresh water dumped into the oceans, but it adjusts. There's a massive area out there. And no matter how you calculate it, and somebody comes up with sea rise, God knows this and God knows that, no. But if there's, will, will be sea rises and that, like you say, why is Obama buying something on the uh, ocean front, eh? Yeah, yeah they all are. What? They all yeah, have ocean exactly. front. Al Gore's exactly. got a, he's got like a $12 million mansion in Malibu <laughs> right there on the beach. Doesn't have a single solar panel yeah, on the damn thing either. Yeah, I know. You, I mean, just just go and look at these idiots. They, they spout something and they're giving it, yeah, because this is all formulating towards an industry, towards a social change, towards just tightening the grip on you. I mean, people, I just really don't understand why you just don't go and look in an obvious area. Just take a peek. But. Yeah, the southern hemisphere is a bit warmer at the moment. There are, if you want to look at the science, go and look at the, understand the, and go find some scientists that actually deal in the climate change. I have given you a couple of names before, but it's everything. If I was a businessman and I was doing the wind farms, I'd be getting out of it in the next few years because they're going to be standing there like gravestones. Yeah. They're going to be. No one's no one's got a project to actually keep them really going for a, a long period of time. No one's got a plan to how much it's going to cost to take them down when they become useless. They don't work anyway. They collect less than what is it like less than three percent? Oh, they of work. The, they the go. They go round with the electric motor in them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah they go round. <laughs> and and they make a hell of a tailwind and everything. I mean, uh -huh. that in itself is creating an anomaly within the whole atmosphere there's that many out there now i mean especially around us hey, it's great but um, did you see what it, happened in france with those what the french got caught doing the french department of energy or ministry of energy whatever they call it did you see what happened with them well they put the washing on it by any chance it wouldn't surprise me coming from the french <laughs> no they uh they actually got caught using energy like they were they were tracing back the energy uses they actually got caught using energy from one of their nuclear reactors to, to actually to power the windmills because they weren't turning oh yeah 
That wouldn't surprise me. So they needed to make it look like they were actually working. <laughs> and that's why and that's why the people didn't have enough energy because that's, the nuclear plants weren't kicking yes. it out. No, they were powering the uh, the They windows. were being diverted yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. It's just it's all it's amazing how corrupt and blatantly corrupt the, the whole of society is. I mean, it's it's on a, it's it's on such a standard. It, it's it's a crazy world. It is just it's of a magnitude that is becoming unbelievable now. And I don't know whether we can stop it or not, or whether we can just keep shouting out there, keep accumulating stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because something's it, got to break. But it does. The trouble yeah. is, how much harm is going to be caused before it breaks, and how much harm is going to happen afterwards. That is that is that is the nasty thing about it, and the problem is the people behind it all don't care. They do not care at one iota, and they'll be once again. We've gone through historically, or I've tried to show them the the magnitudes of changes to do with the ammonia cracking to nitrogen, you know, chlorine, and those massive manufacture things, and how it's always put on the people, and how gasoline, as you call it in America, petrol and how the leaded fuel and everything, and the people were blamed for it eventually because they bought the damn stuff, not the manufacturers who got stinking rich and actually caused harm to innumerable people in the world, and they will never pay for it. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it. And they're just... you. you look, I'm an asset. I'm a cash cow. As long as I'm bringing money in and paying tax, that is all I am. And that is all you are, people. You're cash cows. You're cash cows... For those people who think they're entitled and they don't think anything of us. Simple as that. I will say it to your face, no matter who you are, that is what you are. Yeah? If you walk the streets and you're not part of this specialized group, that is what you are. Now, applying what you just said there, and I, I agree with you, applying what you just said there to try and, and get someone to understand who continuously spouts what you and Marty were complaining about last week, which is, well, it doesn't affect me. Everything that you just said affects everybody because we're all lumped in with the same thing here. Yeah, and the longer people don't do anything about it, we affect each other. Yes. Yeah, simple as that. It is cause and effect, uh, and it's, it, it, it's very annoying. But yeah, I mean, it's like watching... But you've got more political moves going on around the world, haven't you? This depolarization of the world, or polarization of it, depolarization as in there was trade everywhere, now it's depolarizing into two factions, and it's becoming more and more obvious. That open factions are going to be what you see next. Irrespective of what the end game is, that's what's going to come next, isn't it? Because basically you've got the creation of the brick side, and saying that, they were supposed to have a meeting somewhere, weren't they? They are currently having the uh, St. Petersburg International Economic Forum right now. Oh, that's which, Russia. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's looks, tending looks that, not you? oddly familiar to the, uh, the World Economic Forum. Looks almost the same, actually. <laughs> Except <laughs> yeah, instead but, of Klaus Schwab, you got Putin sitting up there. Yeah, and the West aren't turning up. Well, no, they're not invited. Putin made a statement oh, no, earlier no, this week. No, no, the papers are saying, the Western papers are saying... We're not going. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure that they probably weren't <laughs> invited. The the, uh, the comment yeah. from yeah yeah the comment from Putin earlier this week was um, well Russia tried to to join the so-called civilized world and and we were rejected. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, when was that? I'm sorry, I must have missed that one. <laughs> when was that? Oh, forgive me, but one ear and out the other. Mm, yeah. It's garbage. Same. Same. Yep. Garbage in, garbage out. You got it. But this, the, you know what they're pushing with this St. Petersburg Economic Forum, don't you? 
I have no idea. I'd be honest with you, I'm right. not paying attention. The people that are attending it, the majority of the people that are attending it are a lot of the African nations, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and there was one, they got some of the uh, the They got Middle some Eastern. of the Latin American ones yeah, there yeah. as well. Well, yeah. The, yeah. yeah and, and I saw, um, what's his name? Uh, Sheikh Zayed. Uh, Middle East. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Middle East there is there, there. right? Yeah. 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 That's right. So you got part of Asia. You got Asia. You got the Middle East. You got Africa. And you got Latin America. Yeah. Because. What they're pushing in Africa at the moment, um, monetary-wise, is um, I think the uh, president of Kenya stood up the other day and he went, right, we're going to bin the dollar, yeah? Because there's a thing in, a, thing in Africa uh, which is building up called free trade between the African nations. And it's under a heading of PAPS, P-A-P-S-S, or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah? Now, PAPS is... I think funded or controlled by um, what is it? Afrexim Bank. I don't really care of the name, but I had to make a note of that because it's very strange. But you guess where the money comes from and the investments come from? I'm gonna go with um, uh, Russia and China. Chinese investments, financial yeah, investments. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. So that's underlying all of that. Yeah. So they're doing that to shift the dollar out. So that's what's happening down there, and that is there's a yeah 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 there's a just, problem there's a, there's an inherent underlying problem with all of this though I mean I, I understand what they're trying to do and and what you're explaining here I'm not disputing that but there's an underlying problem they're going to back all this up and ensure all this with the Russian way of doing business in their economies and the Chinese way of doing business in their economies these are two of the most well the Chinese in particular the yuan. That's the most manipulated currency on this planet. They don't have an economic powerhouse that they can manage to be able to back it up with. What's happening right now, in order to understand what's going on right now, we have to go back about 100 years and we need to look at the new economic policy that was in place under Lenin in the Soviet Union, where they allowed the British, the Germans, the Italians, the Dutch, and the Americans in to build themselves up. When all of that ended, which that's what we're doing now, right? So now they're going through a phase, they're going to enter a phase of expansion is what's going to happen. So they're going to cut us off. They're going to cut us out. They're going to rebuild themselves using these Belt and Road initiatives is what they're going to do. Yeah, so they're trying, yeah. to, Look, they're trying it, to economically as long isolate. As, I mean, it doesn't matter about the economic status that they can do. As long as they can produce a piece of paper, which the it visually ties up, yeah, it doesn't matter because all they want to do is get control of the African trade routes and manipulate it. And that is how they're going. And that is what they want to do. So it's it's the presence because once they get, it's like everything. You get somebody moved away from one thing towards you and you can get control of it. You can do anything. They shedded Sh- Sri Lanka to bits. That was just ridiculous what happened to that nation and they didn't care. And yep. that, was, that was the big eye-opener and everybody has ignored it and they'll they do actually, it to other countries they'll do it to they've other done countries. It. they they spent time shredding the little businesses so that the big businesses could take just over everything yeah mm-hmm. and absorb other ones because they were they were absorbing little companies and then they're absorbing little companies but the thing was like in britain the brits have a have a knack for building a small company up to a mediocre company then selling it and starting again and start again and start again. So I think a lot of the bigger companies might have got a bit bored of absorbing them than getting rid of them in two years and giving them, well, this takes too long, you know, you know, because we just want to ditch them. So they found another way to undermine it all and collapse it all. Yeah. So that's the fast road. They're just, and then they decided to see how far they could go with the country. Whoa. 
Sri Lanka hit the bin, backed up, made loads of the, the promises they made to them with the ESGs and the Chinese funding and everything else, and then just went, right, we want you to pay your bills back now. And the shit fell out of everything. And the investment went west or east or south or whatever you want to call it. And the whole thing collapsed. And the head of the country legged it. <laughs> and the people just tried to burn their own country down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that does it. And yet, hey-ho, as if nothing happened. No, because there's not a TV camera on it. So you don't see it. I mean, what have we heard in the last, oh, I don't know. What have we heard in the last 30 days about Sudan? Nothing. It's been, nothing. no, it, it's, it's a closed shop. Yep. Yeah, it, it's it, been it's completely cut off. Yeah, yeah, it's a closed shop. But you see, and this is what you want. You want it's it's when you find a blind spot in the media, that's the place you wouldn't need to go and have a look. And you always go around. It's it's like from the beginning when I said about political parties, they'll stand up and they'll shout at each other, find out what they're not arguing about, and you'll find their agenda. Find out what they both are pushing. You will find it when you find out what they're not arguing about. And it's the simplicity. It's common sense. You look at things and you will find the answers. And it's just, a, and this PAPS thing, <laughs> what does it stand for? Pan-African Payment and Settlement System. Boy, that sounds, uh, I, I'm just, <laughs> could you repeat that again? Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, PAPS. It sounds, I, I'm, I'm just... If you'd mentioned that, that to Martin, he it's might a, have said something else. Actually, I'm sure he would have. It's yeah, a shame. But that, yeah, yeah. It sounds, it sounds just on the face of it like it's another one of those laundry services that you were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I, it, no, this is this is a way of getting everybody on board and then watching sink under and become uh-huh. in debt and be yep. owned by somebody. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And yeah, it's it's like everything. The the cheap car salesman. Or the salesman that wears the cheap shoot looks like crap and has the smartest words and whatever, always in debt, always selling you a bad pony, you know, a one-legged flame dog and everything else. And he goes from one thing to another to another to another. And that's what China, China is doing. It's just pushing forward from one place to another to another to another. And eventually it's just going to go bang. Yep. Case in point, let's look at what they're doing with, uh, with Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia has joined the uh, the Shanghai International Cooperation in the last, I think, month or so. And they're also announcing that they're looking at joining the uh, the BRICS alliance. OK, so let's think about what the Chinese are famous for doing. Well, let's, I tell you what, that's that's unfair of me to say. Let's think about what the communist bloc countries are famous for doing. So let me explain what they're going to try and do to the Saudis. They're going to start funding some radical groups within Saudi Arabia. They're going to attempt to overthrow that royal family and put their own people in there. And they're going to attempt to gain control of those oil fields. That's what they're going to try and do, because that's what China does. Well, that's going to be hell and high war. It is. I'm just saying, I'm, again, you know, this is this is how they do business, right? I mean, this, this yeah, is what they do. Gonna be, that's going to be hell and high water. Yep. We're looking at, obviously, the, you know, the petrodollar being replaced. Okay, fine. The one thing, and we do have a lot of problems. I mean, there's, there's no disputing that. The one thing that we have been able to ensure with the Saudis is security and peace of mind. The Chinese cannot and will not do any such thing they will not. No, no, that's true. Even even though India's in there and looking for trade, because at the end, it's where it because of where it is in the world, it knows it needs to have trade there. Yes, yeah, yeah they do. And the yeah, way I things see. are going, it's got to keep its options open, and it's also, but it still sees China as the aggressor because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if I 
still to this date, and it's this this has been going on for ten to twenty years. Yeah, China has been trying to get their um, journalists and everything into India. Yeah, and India has, I think, at the maximum, given them one month visas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about. I mean, it's, that's, but it's but, basically messed them around for so long. But and you know, China those are been endlessly yeah, yeah, yeah. bitching about. You it. know that those are Chinese intelligence operatives. I mean, that's what they <laughs> yeah. do. They give them, they give them cover as journalists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they do. So, so this is it. So, by the time they've got in, it's time to get out again. And yeah. India has kept that going for a very, very long time. Yeah, they're in a very awkward position, India, for where they are. Because obviously Pakistan is rolling over and they're in debt up to their neck. Yeah. Um, now here's a question for you. Just cool. on that on that point, here's a question for you. And, and I made this point last week that you guys like the the whole deal where you left India never should have happened. Just like Hong Kong, if India was still part of the Commonwealth, would they be making these deals with China with these concessions that they're doing? Well, I'll not roll over and kiss someone's ass. Well, yeah, I can't really say a whole lot for for Sunak and company these days. Yeah, so. I mean, they're still talking about Bojo and his parties as a, as a smokescreen. That really bores the death Oh, he got a new job. Did I tell you? Did you mm, find I told out? you he'd be getting a new job. What was he it? did get a new job. He's gotten a new job as a, uh, <laughs> I'm not making this up, uh, as a paid editorialist, you know, editorial writer for the yeah. Daily Mail. Daily Fail. Yes, the Daily Fail. And he's already written his first op-ed piece this afternoon talking about how he really tried to curb his... His, uh, his midnight cravings going to the fridge with uh, cheddar cheese and chorizo sausage. And since he wasn't able to, to overcome it, there's a new wonder drug brought to you by Pfizer that he's championing on how to curb those. He's still playing the buffoon then. He is, yeah. <laughs> but he's getting paid for it this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well I, he was always getting paid for something. Yeah. I'll I tell you what, he, would not have, he wouldn't have moved in any direction without getting a couple of pennies. Mm -hmm. And talking oh, yeah, of buffoons... That buffoon that went to Italy and got called a buffoon on the papers, you know, oh, you mean Trudeau? Justin Trudeau, yeah. he went to Poland as well and tried the same thing. Oh, did he really? The Polish don't yeah, like that. But, but he did it behind doors and then stood up in front of the cameras and went, yes, we've talked about democracy and the LGBTQ whatever plus plus 99 or whatever it's called. Oh, yes. and he's It just, starts with two S now. Did you know that? I don't give a shit what it starts with. <laughs> it starts with two S. I don't give a Bruce, shit what it, it starts with <laughs> and what it ends with, right? Because, and the poor people in the beginning that had any, say, the LGB, yeah, yeah, right? The lesbian, gay, and bisexual communities, right? Mm -hmm. They are very upset with how yeah. all this shit has gone. I fully yeah? understand. Absolutely. Because on the back of them... And they're all forgotten because everything is just trans identify whatever. It's just gone mental. And these people have been forgotten and trodden on, and their title has been extended, abused, and used. That's true. And, and it, it's just like any group that gets taken over by Marxists. You always have the compounding of the agenda, and you are never revolutionary enough. And so the initial people that you start the movement with get passed over, right? They, they get shoved aside or or moved on, or, or as the uh, the Marxists like to say, liquidated or purged. <laughs> and that's what's happened, is they're not revolutionary enough. They've not kept with the agenda wherever it's gone. Yeah, trouble is, every, every large country, empire, movement, or whatever, that is, because of our nature, has over-sexualized everything and gone to extremes, has collapsed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at the Romans. It was a very colourful place burn, the last burn years itself of that. Yeah. It burnt itself down to the core. Because it is, 
It is the stupid, darker side of us, and you've lost control, and that is what that's all about. We are meant to go through stages in our life and find out who we are. We're meant to have that time to do that. And saying that, Kansas just passed a bill, didn't they? I don't know. I don't follow state legislatures. There's too many of them. No, no, but this was a good one. This was positive. Um, what was it? Hang on, I wrote something down somewhere. It was called the Women Bill of, Women's Bill of Rights, I think, Bruce. Something like that. And they actually um, defined what a woman was in it and defined what a man was to the point where they did something like called a woman was um, uh, biologically... Um, oh, man, what, how did they put it? Where they said, basically, um, it was uh, biologically you had the ovaries and the man is the one that can sort of fertilize the ovaries. That is the basics of it. But they passed a bill out there which basically says... This is what a man is. This is what a woman is. No man is, no man or trans woman or whatever you want to call yourself is going to go into these female spaces or whatever. This is, no, and they've passed, they've passed a bill to say this, which yeah, is I, on the positive, I, it was going to yeah, happen. I, yeah, in Kansas though, I I can I can imagine that to be the case because that's middle of the country. That's actually that's you're that's right above you, isn't it, Bruce? Kansas, I right, don't. yeah, it's right north, okay. like, like I could, literally Kansas, like Nebraska. I always hour. get the two. Yeah, I always get the two mixed. So up. basically, I mean, they literally put in there, you're a woman if you produce ovaries, basically that sort of thing. And if you've got the kit to fertilize ovaries, you're a bloke. And they put a few things in there or whatever, and said otherwise you can just go take your head for shit, boys. You know what I mean? You're not going over there. So all you twisted little mothers or trans women or whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. So they're actually trying to bring balance to it. It's going to it's going to create a stink, but it's that's what's going to have to happen is is you're going to have to pass laws to set things back as in like set the, the natural order of things back. That's what you're going to have to do. So basically you're going to have if, if America keeps going in this direction, you're going to have dirtbag states. And tidy states. What do you mean gonna have? We already have dirtbag states. <laughs> They're blue states. Yeah, well, I'll leave that up to you, mate, to make that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know what? A lot of the red states, I mean, it, uh, to their credit, I mean, at least the, the state congressmen and the state senators, not the people that are sitting in D.C., but the, the ones that are at the state level, a lot of them are, are genuine people. A lot of them are not as corrupt. I mean, they're still politicians at the end of the day, but they're still at least willing to listen. They're still willing to represent their constituents within the state level. So mm -hmm. if we're going to do this, then it needs to be done at the state level where we can actually affect change. As that's opposed right. so to trying that, to take on the that's DC good because that's two, wasn't there? I can't remember yeah. the last one that stood up and said, um, uh, look after our kids and they did something and they said, you don't get the choice to do anything stupid until you're 920. So that's two of your states have stood up now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know there's a few more to go. It was Montana, I think, was, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was I think no, it was Montana. I, I might begin with an I, I think. I can't remember. Idaho? I to get up. Might have been. But there's there's obviously something that's going on, and there was <laughs> uh, what was something? It was quite um, amazing. Um, oh, what was it? There was something I um had the other yeah the other day, and it was quite it was something amusing. <sighs> it was about Christianity, and it was really it was about they had a group of people, and um, they were talking white students, and um, they were saying. You know, trying to say to the African guys, um, basically, uh, about why are you tired of white supremacists pushing you around and forcing Christianity on you? And guess what? This black guy turned around and said, he said, Christianity has been in Africa 
longer than the West. That's true. <laughs> he said, That's true. Where do you th-? He goes, where do you think it started? He yeah. said, and on top of that, that Bible that you've got in England, yeah, which is the King James's Bible or whatever, our Ethiopian Bible is a bit older than that. <laughs> it was just spot on. And he said, Christianity is for everybody. So when you say it's to do with white supremacists, it started in Africa. And he, he just went along and he said, Jesus was African. And he went on and he went, la, 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 la. And I just it's didn't know Coptics, where to put themselves. Right? It's and he just, just didn't know where to put themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Coptic Christians you're referencing, right? I believe they started in, in North Africa, I think it was. Coptic Christians. Coptic been, is... Um, they've been around for what, like 5,000 years. That's, that's Egypt, isn't it? Coptic. Yeah, yeah. They've been around for like yeah. 5,000 years. They've been around for a long, long time. Long, long time. Long time. It goes back a long way. I mean, the actual faith in that... And where if you if you if if they really go and look into it before the formulation of Christianity, truly the actual faith and that and the prophecies and the foretelling and that goes back a long way. But that's going deeper into it. But it was the fact that somebody was doing what they normally do: white middle class teenagers gobbing off, you know, and getting told you've just been stupid, basically, you know. And it was nice. And it was done really cleverly and honestly is the thing. It was done honestly and they just didn't know where to put themselves because they were in, they, they obviously spouted out when there was quite a few people around and they got really sort of laughed out of the place. I think it was in an open air area. It was quite interesting, but it was, it was nice to see. It's nice to see that there could still be some honesty out there, you know, it, it could have gone both ways. It could have, um, if it had been growing up, if it had been a young black, it could have just climbed on the boat and gone, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It was, he just went. Was People can still be civil, you know, contrary to what the mainstream media pushes. Oh, yeah. And there'll be more of it. There will be more of it. It all has yeah. to find, re- it has to rebalance. But there's so many different ways this agenda can be going. And it is quite scary. Because nothing's certain yet. We know you're getting pushed from all angles to go in a direction, but nothing's certain. And that's what scares them most, I think, the people behind this. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you are living in an, a very big time of uncertainty here. I also think to, to give them, uh, you know, to kind of put these these people back on their heels. You know, Bruce was talking to me privately last night and he says, you know, what's the answer to all of this? And I just said, it's very simple. I said, exposure. They hate it when you cast light on what they do. They well, hate it they when you close everything down. Yeah, that's why they want to shut it all down. Because if we're openly talking about it, we're openly calling them out. They'll run like like vampires at dawn. Yeah, because if people question things, even if you get shut, even if things get shut down, the questions will eventually come out, and it'll be uh, the trouble is when you to keep these lies going and whatever they have to find another way of doing it and that's all they've done and they've done it like one decade after another after another they found something else to formulate to keep it keep it going and it's been a long time and it, and this is it and people don't realize it has been a long time and to actually manage it is quite scary really because there's a lot of people it's like they were waiting for a certain amount of people to die off and these were the people that fought for the countries in the First and Second World War. They needed those to go. But in the same point, there's a lot of people who started this, have died off, and are dying off. This is where the uncertainty comes. This is why the ball is out there. 
And this is where you've got to take your own autonomy on board. Yeah. You've got to cut this medical crap out the window because most of the money is getting funneled through these bastards because they the way they're pushing the age limit of 12 and upwards and whatever when people when when they're forcing when they're forcing drugs they're forcing medication in a uh, in a media show basically last week that ozempic how the hell if you're classified on an index a mass index as obese which is very easy actually because that includes thinking about it that includes all your athletes do you know that because their mass index sets their obese Mm-hmm. Because they're mm-hmm. extreme, yeah? So if they did the mass indexing, they'd be classified as obese, and they they should take a something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's farcical. It is just ridiculous. But it's just pushing drugs. It's pushing it is. Drugs. It is. And, uh, and to that point, uh, Ned, do you ever get migraines? No. No? You, don't, you, never get, you never get migraines? I think I might have had something very close to it once in my life. Really? Yeah. I'm glad that you don't get those. Uh, but here to tell us all about the new migraine drug is Lady Gaga. I know what it's like to perform through pain. If you're like me, one of the millions suffering from pain caused by migraine, Nurtec ODT may help. It's the only medication that can treat a migraine when it strikes and prevent migraine attacks. Treat and prevent all in one. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using. Most common side effects were nausea, indigestion, and stomach pain. We're in this together. Talk to a doctor about Nurtec ODT. Brought to you by Pfizer. So, yeah, which can be, was it? Stomach pains, allergic reactions, and you can have all those side effects just because this thing, because what they'll do is take this and you go, oh, doc, my stomach hurts. Oh, doc, I seem to have an allergic reaction to this. Oh, doc, well, but have you had a migraine? No? Well, there you go, sir. See, it yeah. works. And in six months, in six months to a year, you're going to see... Have you or someone you love been affected by Nurtec? <laughs> did you suffer so and so? Did you did you develop liver disease? Have they suffered death? Yeah. You know, you might be entitled to compensation. Have you suffered death? Couldn't be able to tell you that. I'm dead. I did see that um, the UK government, your your government's warning that uh, extreme heat and long term exposure to electronic devices can cause heart failure this year. Have we got a UK government? I thought that was a pharmaceutical mouthpiece in the UK. I believe it is. Yeah, I believe most of the people in Westminster are brought to you by Pfizer as well. <laughs> I, bought, I bought you by Pfizer. Oh, bought by Pfizer, did you say? Bought by Pfizer. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's just, uh, yeah, Sodom. They use us bastards. They're, they're useless. They, they, they they, they're so, are. Just so self-indulgent, and they just, they just oh, I don't know. Sellouts. There's no soul in any of them. Uh, it's as simple as that. They sold out for money. Sold out for money. And I'll tell you what, most people will probably do the same nowadays anyway. Shall I get on to your surprise so we have an ample amount of time to talk about it? Well, yeah, why well, are you thinking of killing it? We can't be getting that late, can it? Already? Um, we've got about uh, we got about 15, 20 minutes yet. But I well, mean, this, okay. this, this is obviously going to be one hell of a surprise then. Come on, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be all right. So, Ned, <laughs> you, you believe that everybody needs a friend, right? Everybody needs to have friends. Why? So you can keep them closer than your enemies? Well, in this case, yeah, you're right. It's it's interesting you put it that way because yeah, that's that I think that that would be very fitting to what I'm about to show you. But uh, everybody needs a friend, right? And somebody that went to see his friend earlier this week um, in another country, I might add, Xi Jinping. Nothing to do with Ukraine. 
No, no, nothing to do with Ukraine. No, Xi Jinping uh, has welcomed his American friend. He says, and I'm, I'm quoting here, you are the first American friend I've met in Beijing this year. This was the interaction. Very honored uh, to have this chance to meet. Uh, and we've always had great conversations, and uh, we'll have a, a lot of important topics uh, to discuss today. I was very disappointed I couldn't come uh, during these last four years. Uh, and so it's very exciting to be back. See, he's just there to visit his his good friend. You think he'll ever leave China again? To be honest with you, I I don't see a need for him to come back here. He can just stay there. They can keep him. Mm. I'm wondering whether he is going to come out of there. I'm wondering whether uh, you know, uh, once the it's media had their little chew, chew 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 at him, that he's gone and he's gone home to roost. Mm, yeah, maybe. Such. It's possible. I'm not sure, but I I can imagine that that would be one place that a lot of these people would go. If the dime yeah. drops, they then, might. I mean, and they can, where are these people um, going to go? Are they going to Havana? Are they going to Moscow? Are they going to Beijing? Where are they going to go? And if Xi Jinping gets them all there, they will just disappear. Oh yeah, once he's got uh, the lot of them. Yep, they're done. They are. Yeah. They are done. Uh, it's one of the few places in the world where I would not go and camp out. I just no, I can't no imagine. I, I mean, I've I've never I've never said to myself, you know what? I would love to go on a luxury holiday to Beijing, China. I've never said that to myself. Well, there's a lot of history in China. There is, there is, and you know, I but would love to. Is- I would love to see it. That's not a joke. I'm being sincere when I say that. I would love mm-hmm. to go to China and see it. I would love to go to Russia and see it. I would love to go to Cuba and see it. But well, you might be able just- to via a Chinese boat. I'm sure. Are they setting up some nice satellite systems? I bet they are, yeah. <laughs> the Chinese Cuba friendship. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cuba friendship. Yeah, is that like on the your, friendship of nations that they had under Nikita Khrushchev? They gave us the drug epidemic. Is it like that? Well, you never know. But they've, they've been speaking. Uh, That's one of the things that the foreign minister spouting, the Chinese foreign minister spouting about their friendship recruit uh, Cuba lately. Oh, yes. On his, uh, yes. On, on, his day, on, on his daily spout sesh in China. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 dear friends of the U.S., of course. It's uh, it's it's a shame that I mean it'd be nice to be fluent in Chinese and stuff like that, but um, I could listen to a lot a lot more coming out because there are some interesting things even from the people out there. Yeah. But same thing in in Russia. I mean, I wish I knew. I obviously I know a little bit of Russian. You know, just a few words, few sentences here and there. But that's about it. Yeah. But that's only because of my own studies. But Mandarin, I I don't know. I I know a few words like hello, goodbye, thank you, and and things like that. But that's that's really about it. Oh, I go as far as the numbers on the order list, mate. Okay, well, there you if go. If I want a Chinese. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if you want to order Chinese food, yeah. That's a, I'm sorry, I am very, I mean, that has been, I must admit, that has been something, because of the British Empire and everything else, English became a um, business language. It was the world's business language. And well, we, China, we're, we're very China good has... at being lazy in that way. <laughs> we are, yes. Okay. The, uh, the Chinese, though, the Chinese do have more English speakers per capita than any actual English-speaking country in the world. Mm. Oh, yeah, because basically 
it was the language of business and that's mm -hmm. what it is yeah. Like, uh, it's yeah. all across Europe. It's it's like that's that's how it is. If you go to any international conglomerate here and you go on their campuses, everything's in English, all of it, because you've got, you know, multinational people from everywhere. I mean, if you've got someone from Poland and someone from the Netherlands, someone from Germany, someone from Italy, they're not speaking any of those languages. They're speaking English in their business meetings. Mm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It is a much more e easier um, format. Even though English can be very painful to write for some people, it's well that in the, the slang makes it very difficult for non-native. You English mean speakers. Americanisms? That's American, slang. yeah, American slang, yes. <laughs> and to be honest with you, it's changed. The American slang has changed so much. I've been out of that bubble for so long that when when I stepped back there a few years ago, I thought, "What on earth are you people saying?" Like it's, I couldn't even follow it. Don't don't it it changes business uh, I mean, the business language i mean they, they change it because of the shakers the useless shakers and movers that don't stay in a management position for more than about two years and they're using the stepping stone to go on yeah. when they're there you get all these papers headies names acronyms they all change yeah. and then they get changed by the next idiot that comes in the biggest waste of money that has crippled god knows how many industries and they still do it and being a father of a teenager and listening to what comes out from the schools and their slangs and what they speak about, and sometimes I find it quite amusing. Words that we used to use mean something totally different now. They do, yeah. Can you imagine being back on university campus again? If you're back at Cambridge, can you imagine what goes on there now? Tell you what, I'd miss it because I used to have some brilliant discussions and I was, I'm sure, very, yeah. I was um, told off a few times for calling people what they were and telling them, not rudely, but with the best no, in their use own, of the English in, language. In their own language, yes. You know, but um, but the ability to talk about just about near enough all subjects and stuff and within all the departments, and it was it was very interesting. And there were some really good people within academia. There's people who wanted to do their research. And then you, you start to see the bonds they're tied by. And as soon as they um, got research grant for three or four years there's somebody within the team that starts looking for the next grant as soon as they start you know it's an ever ongoing slog and they're they're tied and blackmailed into it it is just it's a shame because there's some really bright people at the center of some of that stuff that's and one it, of the, the manipulation that goes on is just ridiculous yeah and that's that's how we end up with these entrenched policies and these these institutional misconceptions is that right there is it it all comes back to funding and this is one of the problems that we're running into and we've had this discussion privately amongst ourselves with all of this this is one of the problems we're running into in acquiring some of these pieces of research is they're stuck behind the gatekeepers at these universities and mm -hmm. when you try and go and and get some of these things there are hundreds or, or thousands, in, in some cases, of dollars, pounds, and euros to acquire these pieces. And come to find out, when you try and find something current on them, they don't exist because the agendas have changed. No one does that kind of research anymore. I was talking to one of the uh, one of the dealers that I was dealing with in the U.S. a couple of weeks ago. I bought something from him, one of these pieces uh, of research, you know, a research paper, uh, a book. And I said, why do these types of things not get published anymore? And he said, the agenda changed. So yeah. we moved on to, to other things. And yeah. now this is a guy that has an advanced degree in war studies since uh, the 1960s. And, you know, he's, he's an older fellow now. He just runs a bookshop. And he says, we just we don't follow these things anymore. He says, we should. Go, they but we go don't. with the flow. 
Yes. And that is they how go with everything the money is. Yep. Yeah, they go with the flow. And that is all academia does. It creates the flow. It finds out where the money is and it goes with. And it's a mouthpiece of what you would call BS because that's all that's coming out of there now. And it's wrong. It, it's it, just it's, rubbish. It, it's, it's wrong. You know, I, I was having this conversation with Marty last night privately. I said, you know, we're looking at, at some of these books and, and I've got you on assignment for one particular book. It's $500. You know, th there's no excuse for that. There is no excuse for that. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, I'll see if I can find it in a public library somewhere. No, all the books are in university libraries and you can't get to them, you know, unless you you have access to a to university library. And I'm sorry, that's just that's wrong. That's wrong. That's right. I mean, the nice thing about um, Cambridge University Library was because it was a copyright library. That means anything that was um, published within the UK, it should have a copy. And that goes down to everything. That includes your magazines with your three CDs on them and everything to all your books. The lot. It's got an 18 story tower. Yeah. And it's full of books and everything. And then you've got them all out. It, we, they were even building um, archive buildings, outbuildings in Cambridge because they just don't have that. They can't keep up with it. And it was nice to actually go in there and then I could just go, thank you, and just have a look. Yeah. Could, and it was, unless there was some uh, specialized religious document or something like that, which then you'd have to apply to get access to. There were certain areas, but there weren't many that I couldn't actually go and have a look at. But now I'm no longer there. I don't have access. And it's a shame because, I mean, it, it, the medical papers, all, all all the papers that used to come out of Cambridge, they were, used to be available. And it's it's hard to get back in there because the front door's near enough shut in, in a lot of places. And academia are just, they're just spouting rubbish. I mean, all they are doing is they're just the mouthpiece of the corporates which fund them. And that is what they are. You have got people doing science somewhere amongst a lot, but they don't get a say in this. You see, what it used to be is when the, the people that used to write the papers used to do the research. Then they had what you could uh, intimate as somebody to manage the funding, managing the cost for the research. And those buggers in academia tended to take over. And the papers got written and they then went, oh, this person, whatever. But the scientists might write the paper. Then if they wanted the funding, the management academia, the bureaucracy would say, well, we'll, we'll change this word in or we'll move this out or whatever. And then it got published. So it didn't take on the honest format. And it slowly got worn away out like that. And it's dishonest. It's horrible. And when it becomes like everything else, in the Western world or whatever, if it happens for a period of time, it becomes the norm. And no one has the backbone to break that structure because by then they've implemented people at the higher levels and they just keep it going. Well, if you want to be part of the fellowships and if you want to be yes, part of yes, the alumni yes, or whatever yes, they call yes, it, yes, yes, you yes. know, and have your papers published or whatever. And the only thing that happens is nobody writes proper books. And nobody actually teaches anybody any knowledge, true knowledge. That goes out the window. And that is why you got a circus of what it is now. It's just a big shouting match. And people like us that are really trying to put in the wrench time, if you will, you know, put in the actual work to try and figure all this stuff out, we're finding it even more difficult because some of these things are locked behind that wall oh, and yes. we have to get behind it. 
and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Because knowledge, the people that are should be free. It should be. And the people the people that are in these institutions, they're damn well not going to do anything about this. So the people are going to have to do it. They're not. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> You're going to get people that can't read. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's the problem we run into now. You know, I, I actually I saw this and I've, I've quoted this before. There, there was a study that was done. Uh, it's been many, many years ago now, but I, I vaguely recall it. It was it was a survey that they did of two hundred and fifty thousand four year college graduates in the United States in the mainland 48 states. Right. So no Alaska, no Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just the mainland 48 states, two hundred and fifty thousand four year college graduates. Don't know if some of them were going on to advanced degrees or not. Wait. Say the age. What is a four-year college graduate? A four-year college graduate, 23, 24 years old, somewhere along in okay. there. Okay. Yeah, go on. They could not read, write, or comprehend above the level of a 13-year-old. Pretty sad, isn't it? That is pretty sad. And that I was, only asked you to was, say the age because in different yeah, yeah, countries yeah. we have that different. Was, yeah, of course. Yeah, years. different different education standards and stuff like that. I, I get it. But this was. Um, I, I want to say that was a, it was pushing upwards of ninety percent of them couldn't read, write, or comprehend above the level of a thirteen year old. And these are expected level of a thirteen year old. That's not yeah. Good. And this is these are the people that are going to go in to the bureaucracies. These are the quote so called experts that are going to run things that are running things. That word should be abolished. It should be. After this last debacle, this last three-ring circus we've gone through over the last few years. That word, an expert, even... Yeah. But that's what got sweet. How many They're times not an expert in anything. In law, in law, They're you an expert do not in idiocy. take the word of an expert or so-called expert unless there's proof. Bottom line of shit. Well, proof yeah. is whatever they say it is, because mm. they're the expert now, you see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> expert in what? It's, it, no, it is... Yeah, we have. We've gone backwards so much. We have gone backwards so much. People are saying it's a techno-feudal future, don't they? Uh, it's going to be a feudal-type world and a techno-mad world, and it's going to amalgamate. And that is cyberpunk stuff. That is just scary, and that's not good because the people at the bottom level implode, and they just don't have a life, and they die early. And, yeah, the um, mortality rate is exponentially high and it is now anyway now it's and it's just spiraling out out of control it's getting really really silly but yeah talking of silly since you put mr gates in front of me you get thank you very Apologies. much not really but <laughs> go on what about this um geezer who got um let off this black guy that got let off in america which this, one um axe wielding one that attacked all those Asians with a blowtorch and stuff got found guilty and got let off due to the equity laws. Bruce, you want to take that one? I have not heard of this. You're nodding your head, so I'm assuming you've heard of it. Uh, I, I've, I've heard bits and pieces of it. Basically, the, the equity laws he's talking about is the uh, more or less George Soros funded individuals. Oh, and one of those. That, yeah, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah. So they, they committed a crime. And then because of their skin tone, the, the amount of melanin they have in their skin, um, we have to um, uh, basically let them off for murder um, because reparations. This guy, because this guy was a 49-year-old black man, I think. And I will say black because my best man that stood up when I got married was black. 
it was black as the ace of spades, and I called him a biff, and he called me a white trash. You know, we used to bounce things off us when we so grew up. So you were friends then? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we were great mates. <laughs> we, we grew up together. You know, but the thing is, we went to school together, grew up together, and I mean, he got married. I was his best man when he got married, and many uh -huh. years later, yeah. and we always said when we were kids, I'll be your best man, you can be my best man. That's and good. to truth. Yeah, sure. He was my best man. And yeah, and we've parted ways again. Um, he was there for, he turned up for my mum's funeral. Mm. So out of the blue, so he was there. But yeah, we, we've we gone our ways one way or another, but yeah, bless him. But um, either way, this guy, Brandon McClone or whatever his name was, I think it was, 49-year-old man, racial equity. He was a black offender. He was found guilty, right? And his victims weren't black, they were Asian. And because of that and their equity laws, he was released. Was this New York? No prison York? time. I don't know. Um, UC Berkeley students. Where's Berkeley? Okay, California. UC Berkeley. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Another California. another one of those. Yeah. Another one of those dead states. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, he's um, to participate in a diversion treatment, whatever that is. <laughs> no prison time. So he's mm. going to be assigned a social worker then, and that's um, going to be a yeah. Another burden on the taxpayer. He'll get his social worker to what? Get him some more gas for his blow torches and his... so basically human beings are like you see it as children. You let a child get away with something and he let it get away with it more and more and more. You're gonna have a bad outcome of this. And if an adult has that attitude and they get allowed to get away with it, what are they gonna become? Another IRS serviceman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, it'd be a tax collector. Yeah. Why not? Um, I wonder, I wonder, are they going to use this case that, because we love to, to rule with precedent and there was this oh, incident you mean in Nottingham. As, um, oh, what we call it, civil law. So this yeah, is yeah, standard yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, are they God, going to cite scary. this? Are they going to cite this in the UK? Uh, in this case with this uh, this attack in Nottingham where this guy stabbed three people and murdered them in cold blood just the other day. Probably not. Well, you see, they're Hopefully taking the not. same... Yeah, they're, they're taking the same approach in, in Nottingham as they are in, in California. The victim's families tell the vigil crowd to hold no hate. What? Yeah, the suspect used to be a, a university student in the city, so it's the same type of an atmosphere, it looks like. Oh, man. Yeah. No. If you if you cannot be expected to take responsibility for your actions, you're just going to get worse. And as a society, and, we'll get worse because we're not oh, holding yeah. anybody responsible I mean, for their actions. Yeah, and you see, this is this is what happens, isn't it? One year, one month, two years, six years, whatever later, they do something because they've been let off. And what happens? It gets held up in the law courts, everything like that, and they then put a monetary outcome on it. I mean, life hasn't got a price, man, and it shouldn't happen again. You know, there is the, the cost is too high. The cost is too high. I mean, find out, why did you do it? Well, didn't like the way you looked. Good, I don't like the way you look. Bang. Excuse me, Darwinian coffin for that one. The line has to be drawn. Taking a life is too much now because there's no regard for life now at all. So, hey. I, I, I was looking into this, uh, the... The McGlone guy yeah. that, that, that did the arson. I, I was doing a quick look at this. He attacked people with a uh, can of WD-40, first of all, uh, and a lighter. So, yep. you know, creating a... Blowtorch. He created blowtorch, yeah. Basically a blowtorch. Uh, but the evidence he had on him uh, was matches, lighters, clothing that smelled of gasoline, four glass bottles filled with gasoline, or also known as Molotov cocktails. Not premeditated, then. 
not premeditated at all. And the, <laughs> and the defense was all the evidence was weak. Yeah, but he was found it guilty. Was all weak at, I yeah, think but, he actually got found guilty of doing it, but under the equity law, I think. I, was, I think that's the way it went. Well, the media went this way on it. I mean, it might be you've got you're closer at home. You might be able to, but it, it sounded like a travesty of justice either way. Yes, and that is ridiculous. Totally premeditated. Well, let's look at the um, let's look at the possible solutions to this problem, shall we? One of which will be uh, curtailing the backlash for online hate speech. Do you think that we should do that for the uh, the public good? Do you think that would be good? There's no hate speech. Uh, well, but uh, not according to whatever this this woman or whatever, whoever she is. She's uh, she's from Dublin, and she's talking about what should be done with hate speech online and how should how we should address it for the public good. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. For the common good, you say. No, that is just rhetoric. That is just to push an agenda because people naturally, I mean, in the UK, we, like I said last time, I mean, we, we assimilate people here, but we've had, we have so many different people from different countries and that. When the West End Indians came over, eventually, I mean, we didn't go through serious extremes of segregation and stuff like that. Although you had obviously oppositions, you had your skinheads and stuff like that. You'll always have idiots. But generally, as a population, we got on. You have your you, you have your funny times, but then it's usually pushed by somebody that has an agenda. And people generally got over it and they start to live and the communities work. <laughs> there was, oh, what was it the other day? There was, um, because they pump out so much stuff um, across the networks now, individuals do, for good or whatever. Oh, I can't remember. There was a guy, he, he a black guy, doing it. He, he, he does a, um, a podcast or whatever, and he does his own thing. There was a, a young teenage, looked well off. She was either half chat or black girl, yeah? So she's either mixed or not. And she literally openly said to him, he goes, um, don't you feel annoyed by what these white people are doing to you? And he went, actually, in my neighbourhood, I don't have a problem with that. Um, if I need somebody to look after my kid and he's white, he looks after it, and I look after white kids if the parents don't do it. We invite each other to barbecues and stuff like that. And it wasn't quite exactly what she expected. But there's, they just, there's so much... I, I wouldn't call that hate speech. I just call it idiocy. It's just stupidity. It's just going with... You, you've decided... A person that does that sort of thing has decided to put themselves on the other side and they create the hurt, the pain, the whatever, the disturbance. Yeah. And it's most of those... They haven't even lived yet. They have no responsibilities yet. And that is why it's hurtful to see the teenagers do it. Because... Generally, it is those that are have a bit of money and those that are in middle class and whatever. The biggest problem with those that don't have money, you can have 
inner cities, gang cultures and stuff like that, and they can get drawn into it. And that has been allowed, and that's what gets me, that has been allowed, and that should never be allowed by the police of whatever country we're in. All these different things. But this mediocre line of people that haven't lived yet and haven't had responsibilities of kids are the ones that are shouting and being used to spout all this crap. And it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just sad. It is. It is. But that's when they like to get them, that uh, that malleable age <laughs> when they don't know anything and then they get well, them to take up a cause. And they're trying to do it even younger now. They are. Yeah, that's uh, what it's always been yeah. about. Final thoughts? Um, th th there's so many ripples of being upset and anger rippling under the surface at the moment. But hey, guys, you just got to get out there. You've just got to... If somebody comes at you with some stupid thing and saying do you feel oppressed whatever just tell them not really just go away you're depressing me because you're an idiot and tell them to go and tell them to bother someone else if they haven't got anything better to do than actually if they can't socialize nicely and they've just found you and they think you're going to be a pivotal point of their stupidity and their angst don't bother with them just tell them to go away and bother someone else. In fact, they can bother their own shadow. But have a good life, people. We'll get through this if we can. Have a good life. Does that mean you're not coming back next week? Are you going to, to Beijing with Bill? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find him. No, wouldn't that just be... I tell you what, it, uh, he needs he needs some neurogenetics, you know, because he shakes too much. He needs somebody to switch off some of his neurons because yeah, they're just yeah, not his, doing the right his thing. His mannerisms are not exactly unnoticeable, he, are they? He, he, he's got Gates disease. He's got something. It's just, yeah, yeah, he's, he's lived too long. <laughs> all right we're going to go ahead and call this one done it's been an absolute pleasure my friend we will see you next week i'd like to thank you both for being here today thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone and have a great evening good night all.